beginning of the summer brings the beginning of another season of music festivals, but it's not just the star-studded giants that have captured our attention so far this year. Many of us have braved the Ticketmaster trenches to get tickets for some of modern music's greatest living solo artists and bands, all seemingly on tour at the same time, who put as much effort into their onstage looks and production to ensure you get to see the greatest show on earth. Today, I was joined by Ruby Overall, art and graphic design student, as we talked about how, and if, style makes the pop star. We spoke about our favourite fashion featured in artists' performances and the visuals that helped us justify the ticket prices, if they do at all. Hello Ruby, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, First of all, I'd like to ask you, have you got any tickets for singers or bands that you're looking forward to this summer? Um, yes, somehow I got Beyonce tickets for <gasps> the beginning of June. We were sitting in the library and three of my friends were like had their laptops and were ready um, to go and one of us got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Where is she, um, where is she performing in London? Uh, it's... Tottenham Stadium, I think, where you saw Lady Gaga last year. Oh, wow. I mean, she was fantastic. I mean, we were far, far up, but it was still such an amazing experience. Definitely. Um, we might get around to speaking to her a bit more later, I mean. But Beyonce was kind of the reason why I thought about making this podcast, because mm. it's been such a long time since she toured, um, alone at least. Um, and this might sound strange, but like... When I see videos of her performing, I think Sweden, is that where her store, where her t- tour first started? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's quite surreal seeing her perform, in a way. Um, do you think that the mystery and excitement created around her being somewhat inaccessible, which of course, like for her own rights to privacy is great, but do you think that kind of gives her an edge of making her more exciting to see perform? Uh, I I think like this level of excitement is just what makes her a great example of like a modern music icon, you know. She's extremely professional and makes sure that her tour is more of like an experience. You go for that rather than the person herself. Mm. Although I believe the tour with just Beyonce and a microphone would still be like incredible. Yeah, of course. I mean, when you think about like what we know as the concert, the first artist to be credited with on such a large scale creating the concert, you know, with dancers, grand stage productions, extravagant costumes, mm. special effects, etc., yeah. was Madonna back in 1990 with mm. her famous Blonde Ambition tour. Um, extremely controversial. I think uh, it was Pope John Paul II said it was one of the most satanic shows in the history of humanity. You're joking. Nope. No, <laughs> I know. I mean, obviously, we weren't there, but <laughs> I can imagine... <laughs> I mean, we're looking at it from a completely different perspective. Yeah. Um, when expressed female sexuality was a lot more demonised, and it obviously still arguably now is, but for me, as a fashion student, that tour marked one of the most iconic and significant collaborations between a designer and a musician. With um, Her clothes were designed by Jean-Paul Gaultier, um, and the most famous design I think people associate Madonna with, and Gaultier too, is the cone bra um, yeah. first made in his autumn winter 1984 collection and it has been continuously a motif um under the fashion house such as um Heide ackerman for couture spring 2023 um, mm. and it's completely in line with sort of their tongue-in-cheek attitude towards gender inquisitiveness i suppose but what do you think it did for madonna what well, what part of 
you know, Madonna, does that represent for you? I think, as you said, a large part of Madonna's persona is, like, her rebelliousness, her mm. radical attitude of, this is who I am, this is what I want. Like, mm. not only a musical icon, but a post-feminist can stu- case study, you know? Mm. For some people, we can debate for hours whether Madonna was a feminist, angel or devil, but ultimately, it's a signified a confusion about what feminism meant. Yeah. The yeah. way in which she adopted these personas in similar to me in the way which David Bowie could become Aladdin Sane or Ziggy Stardust. Whatever you thought of Madonna, you wouldn't be able to argue against the fact that she put on a show and she did it in extremely well-crafted and suited costumes. Yeah, I I definitely agree. And um, of, of course that collaboration for both the fashion designer and the musician lasted the whole, both of their careers and has been extremely successful and iconic. Um, personally, I love it when a designer personifies themselves for an artist um, in ways that not only makes them more accessible to the general public, but gives mm. the clothes a three-dimensional story. Um, yeah. But I don't think, going back to what we're speaking about, liberation of women in music, I don't think we can talk about music and fashion in that way, really, without talking about Donna, Donna Summer, who I think, as much as she is the queen of disco, is frequently excluded from those conversations. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Donna Summer emerged from the disco scene and essentially was defining it at the same time. Mm. While she might not have had the production to back up the scene she was setting like pop stars today, there was something so loud about the way she presented herself on stage that continues to influence artists and will forever. You can definitely see that in how Beyonce has created the visuals and costumes for Renaissance. Yeah, yeah, true. No, I I definitely... I think think let's talk about some of those outfits Mm. because... yeah. I, I know, I don't know how you feel, but I know some people who have gone to see her have said, like, I'm not going anywhere near Twitter or TikTok until yeah. I've seen it in person because I don't want any spoilers. Mm. I mean, have you seen anything? Have you wanted to? Uh, of course I have, and it's only yeah. just made me, like, more excited. Yeah, I, d- yeah. I do think, however, that is very interesting, that the conversation surrounding the tour. It almost feels like spoiling, like, a movie for people. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Perhaps it's, like fame for Beyonce or just the social media circles I'm in but I don't see it so much for other artists there's like a strong expectation when you see a Beyonce show that you see something extremely expensive military level precision in like the choreography something new and special why do you think that stage production has become such a large part of a pop stars tour I I think it's because they're selling out of stadiums now night after night most of the time yep I, yes, but I, well, I mean, you could say the Beyonces. No, the Beyonces. The Beatles sold out. <laughs> Beyonces. The Beyonces. Yeah, the Beatles were called the Beyonces first, I think. Um, but the Beatles sold out stadiums. They yeah. essentially invented the stadium tour. I mean, I'm mm. not. I'm not arguing with you there. I totally agree with what you mean. But do you think that the production depends on the artist? Of course. Like we know, Beyonce is a triple threat incredible performer who loves to put on a show. I wouldn't expect the Beatles to enter into a dance break. I I also believe, going back to the movie thing, concerts are streamable now, whether it's like people taking videos at concerts or Netflix specials take um, Homecoming, for example. The visuals are just as important. We know every piece of marketing is fighting to grab our attention. So why wouldn't these shows? I mean, also, I think... Beyonce is a dedicated perfectionist. She brought out a giant sparkling horse. She was spinning on a disco ball, flying down from the ceiling. She is extremely committed to showing the audience a show like nothing they've ever seen. 
Okay, so let's talk about some of these outfits. I mean, mm. they're, we're on like, what, day two, day three of the tour, maybe, perhaps? Yeah. And there's a lot so far. So most of which, I believe, are custom mm. uh, outfits, uh, which is quite typical of tour. Um, Beyonce has frequently collaborated with, collaborated with Balmain, who recently co-designed a Renaissance collection with her. Um, mm. They are featured in like a pearl bodysuit, I think. Uh, there's been a glittery silver Alexander McQueen bodysuit with cutouts and sheer panelling, a holographic mini dress by David mm. Comer, and an unrealish dress that transformed under UV lights using robot <gasps> arms. I mean, oh my god, that's very McQueen, but very cool. Um, I still think though my favourite so far has been the custom Loewe catsuit. Yeah. Covered in embroidered abstract hand print. And I mean, it looked like she had four arms with her gloves, um, which I just think was yeah. really cool. It was kind of simple, but surrealist and really cool. Do you have a favourite so far? Uh, for sure. You, like, as we all know, all the girls love the new Mooga. So uh -huh. I love how she referenced the label Spring um, 1997 collection with the metal antennae headgear, with, wore a bodysuit created by a current... Creative director of Moogle, Casey Cadwaller. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to what we were um, speaking about earlier, though, with how the designer represents the artist and vice versa, I thought the Queen Bee implication was very on the nose and quite camp, I guess. Yeah. With the backup dancers wearing similar black and yellow colours, like bees in a hive. Mm. No, that was that was really cool. Mm. Um, yeah. I was amazed by that look. Um, mm. And I'm a big fan of Moogla's couture anyway so I knew I was going to love that and mm. just as like a side thing uh, what I found interesting about Moogla as a brand um, obviously couture is the more expensive side of designer fashion yeah. less payoff and commerciality than ready to wear collection mm. but these couture collections for Moogla back in the day informed so much of the brand DNA that it made the brand overall very profitable and successful like with a mm. lot of designer brands but whether people were aware of the looks or not, that DNA sold their reliable product, which was the perfumes. But yeah. when they tried to scale back that couture, they stopped the profits and the profits slowed down too. I just thought it was interesting because I thought it kind of, it feel, do you feel like it's the same for artists? I mean, I'm, mm. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not trying to deny Beyonce's talent because we all know she's a great singer, she's a great dancer, but how significant are these visuals for her success? Um, I suppose when I see this, as much as I'm in awe, with, mm. this is basically truth for all fashion and all mm. artists, this is just an example here, I think about the sustainability of having dozens of new outfits every single night. Yeah, I mean, of course. Like, I mean, in any world tour, sustainable, or is any billionaire a sustainable role model? Mm, no, but that's for another podcast, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't mean to ruin the magic or anything, but, you know... There are things to think about, I suppose, with the what goes on behind the scenes and where these costumes come from. It's very interesting, but obviously the magic is there and it's great visually, but would you pay the same price for a Beyonce show if the visuals weren't there or if the costumes weren't fantastic? Are these a hand-in-hand -hand mm -hmm. deal? A lot of people would, but at the end of the day, she's a musician and a very talented one at that, mm -hmm. but she's also an artist and to continue the wow and entice audience today, you have to keep up with this reputation of being innovative and spectacular. There, there are incredible artists who have smaller fashion motifs and could just perform with just a small production and a guitar. Like, think um, 
uh, Phoebe Bridges yes, and her skeleton suit. Her. But it's not what Beyonce does. Taylor Swift also on tour at the moment could ride out on a giant horse same way Beyonce could, sing at a piano or with a guitar, but it's not whether that artist wants to do or what their audience expects. Yeah, totally. Um, and of course, and all three artists you mentioned respectively are attracting audiences and putting on incredible shows. Mm. And concert tickets are too expensive anyway. Mm-hmm. We know that. Like You can't go and see your favourite band or singer for £20 or less like you might have been able to in the 70s or 80s. But mm. people pay those higher prices. People pay those higher prices and then some. So mm-hmm. I suppose you could argue that... Um, you can expect an expensive show or at least to have feelings ignited that make it worth it that not always done with expensive clothing and frequent costume changes or giant Beyonce singing behind the real one but it sure does make it exciting.